the more I look into this, the more excited I get about it. The heart, your heart, the core of who you are is the most precious thing you have. It's the most pr precious possession in your life. And you're going to see that even deeper in Scripture today. And I want to look once again at Proverbs 4. We looked at this last week. But look at verse 23. Proverbs 4.23. In the New King James first, it says it like this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart, he said, with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The New Living Translation says it like this. Guard your heart, now listen to these words, above all else. Guard your heart. One translation said keep it. One translation said guard it. But listen, guard your heart above everything else. Above all else. Why? For it determines. What does? Your heart does. Your heart determines the course of your life. Your heart determines the course of your life. The condition of your heart determines the course of your life. This is why you got to keep it. This is why you've got to guard it. Because life itself is coming out of it. The uh, Young's literal translation says it like this. Above every charge, keep thy heart. Above every charge. Which is a big statement when you go back and remember the context we're in here. This is the book of Proverbs. 31 chapters from father to son. And in these chapters is instruction, direction, correction, information, advice about so many different things in life. He talks to him in these Proverbs about his relationships, his relationship both with God and with people, his relationship with family, his relationship uh, outside of family. He talks to him in these Proverbs about finances, what to do with the money, what not to do with the money. He talks to him in these Proverbs about wisdom and direction and the course for your life and things to, things to pursue, things to stay away from. This, this book of wisdom, don't forget, is from father to son. And it's one instruction after another, after another, after another. But these, these words here in Proverbs 4 should make it all the more weighty when you hear him say, above all other charge, above all else. So in other words, more than anything I'm telling you, more than anything I've said, more than anything I will say, keep your heart. Guard your heart. Above anything else, above every charge, guard your heart. Now, uh, many people aren't even aware so much of the heart and much less are protecting it on a daily basis, guarding it, keeping it. They feel like the, the money in the bank is what you got to really guard and set up a lot of safeguards, right, to, to hang on tight to what you've got. They feel like their physical well-being, we got to protect this, and people go to great lengths. I feel like some parents, if they could wrap their kids in bubble wrap before sending them to school, they'd do it out of fear. Let's try to protect and keep and safeguard. And I understand that you want your children safe. I understand um, looking at the material possessions, and, and nobody wants to go without. Nobody does. But even in light of these things, what's the scripture tell you is the most important thing to guard? That's not your money. 
It's not your physical health. It's not your mental health. You hear a lot about that these days. It's your heart. It's your heart. Because out of your heart flow all the issues of life. It determines the course of your life. And you got to guard it. you got to keep it. And I would even go one step further to say, if you will keep it, if you will guard it, you won't have all the same financial issues that people in this world have. If you'll guard your heart, you won't have all the same physical problems that the people in this world have. If you will guard your heart, you won't have all the tragedy that people in this world have. There's safety. There's protection. Listen, I know stuff comes. I'm not an idiot. I'm not blind. I'm not trying to pretend we're not in this world. But I am telling you that if you will guard and keep the heart, it will determine the course of your life. Out of it flow, out of it spring the issues. Those words are important. He's painting a picture just like water flows out of a spring that feeds other, other streams, other lakes, other rivers and reservoirs. It, it all flows out of this one spring. He's saying, look, if it's clean coming out of here, the rest of it will be clean. But if it's contaminated here, if there's something in it here, something toxic in it here, it will spread everywhere else. This is the source. This is the source of life. The condition of your heart determines the course of your life. The Amplified Bible says it like this. Keep and guard your heart with all vi uh, vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. One more translation. I like this one. This is the God's Word translation. Guard your heart more than anything else. Wow. Because the source of your life flows from it. We found out last week in looking at this that God does not see as man sees. You remember that? We talked about uh, Samuel being instructed by God to go anoint one of Jesse's sons to be the next king. And if you know your Bible, you know Jesse had a bunch of sons. And so Samuel shows up and Jesse calls the boys together. And starting with the oldest, Eliab, Samuel looks at him and he said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. This has got to be the guy, right? Oldest, tallest, best looking. And that's where the Lord said these so important words, these eternal words that need to reverberate on the inside of your heart. He said, do not look at the outward appearance. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the, the heart. <clears throat> he's looking at the heart. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I know we know he's looking at the heart, but what we're going to have to start finding out over these next few weeks is we know what he's looking at. What's he looking for? When he's looking at the heart, what is it he's looking for? He's looking for something specific. Now, it's going to take some time to lay this foundation, but we're going to get to that. And we're going to find out what the Lord's looking for. And then we're going to find out how to have the kind of heart that he's looking for. And the good news is, Whatever he's wanting to do in your life and endeavoring to do in your life, if he can get it in your heart, it's easy to get it in your hand. People get so hung up in the natural. Why don't I have it? Lord, I'm, I'm asking for you to meet the need. I'm asking for the healing of my body. Why don't I have it? Why don't I see it? Why don't I feel it? 
And they feel like the hang-up is here in the physical. No, 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 no. The physical's easy. The natural's easy. Because if he can get it in your heart first, then it's easy to get it in your hand. The difficulty comes in when he's trying to fit something big and beautiful in this tiny little opening that is your heart. Now, why I said that with a puppet voice, I don't know. Maybe there'll be revelation later, but you get what I'm saying. That's why the scripture talks to us about being open. Somebody say open. open. Say it again, open. open. Say open, open, open. Don't you like that sign on a store when you're walking in? It's open. The, the other option, I guess, is what? Closed. If it's closed, you can't get in there. It's got to be open. He talks to us about our hearts being wide open. Be open, he said. I love it when God uses this little word, be. Stuff happens. Think back early on, like Genesis 1. One, let there be light be, and light was. So he starts speaking to your heart. Be open. Man, I like that. What did he say to Joshua? Be strong. Be courageous. That's the opening of the heart. That's the expanding of the heart. And if he can get it in your heart, he can get it in your hand. Go back here to Proverbs 4, and I want to put what we just read in verse 23 back into some context. And let me just encourage you with that in your own Bible study. When you're looking at something, read the verses before it. Then read the verses after it. Man, that'll answer a bunch of questions. Questions that have plagued theologians for centuries. The verse before and the verse after. Put it back in context. You ever been walking through the store with one of your children and they, you look over and they've got something that they've reached and taken off the shelf? Depending on what kind of store it is, I mean, if this is a nice place and they got something expensive and, and fragile in their hand, what do you say as a parent? Put that back where you found it. Go put that back. And sometimes I hear the Spirit of God say that to me on the inside. You pull a verse out of its context and the Spirit of God, if you listen, will say to you, go put that back where you found it. Put it back where you found it. Put it back where it belongs. It'll make better sense to you. So let's do that with this verse. Start in verse 20. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, give attention to my words. The New Living Translation says, pay attention. My son, pay attention. So it sounds to me like parenting, you know, back then was a lot like parenting now. My son, pay attention. Daughter, pay attention. What's the opposite of paying attention? Being distracted. So my son, don't be distracted. Pay attention to what? My words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For their life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Now, I've said this. This is originally a conversation from father to son, but take it to the next level. God made Solomon's words his words. So this is our father speaking to us. Son, daughter, pay attention. 
Don't be so easily distracted. Do you know that's a sign that you're growing up? It's a sign that your children are growing up. When they're really little, you remember this, right? The attention span, it's about that long, isn't it? And if you want to say something, you better get it in quick. Because they're not going to be with you long. I mean, it's something somewhere is going to be more engaging than what you're saying. But as they grow, what else grows? Attention span. And there are things you can say to a 10-year-old that you'd be wasting your breath saying to a 2-year-old. They don't have the capacity to understand what you're saying, much less the, the attention span to stay with it and to hang with it. And there are questions they could ask you, and even if you knew the answer, you could pontificate and explain in great detail, but they wouldn't know any more about it when you got done than they did when you started. The capacity to receive it has to grow. And in one level, you're talking about the expanding of the, this natural resources, but how much more so the expansion of the heart to understand. There are some things you could ask God right here and now today, and you think, man, why hadn't he answered me? And 10 years could go by, and you think, why hadn't he answered me? And 15, 20 years later, he answers you. And he answers you like you asked him five minutes ago. Well, why did he take so long? No, why did you take so long? The capacity to understand has to grow. But one of the signs that we're growing uh, just physically and naturally speaking, our attention span grows. We're able to hang with it. We're able to pay closer attention. Well, the same thing is true, if not more so, spiritually. Paying attention to his word. How important is that right now? When you and I have a thousand and one things begging daily, moment by moment for your attention. Look at me, look at me, look over here, over here, over here. I'm a fire burning over here, come put me out. I'm a bigger fire burning over here, come put me out. And there's stuff popping up in life all the time. Not just in your own circles, but I mean, we're talking about on a global scale, there is stuff going on that's begging for your attention and what your father's saying. Hey, 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 my son, my daughter, pay attention. Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. He said, don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. We'll talk about that in a second. But listen, because they're life, but they're not everybody's life. God's word is life. Do you believe that? His word is life. Then why aren't more people living the life that's promised in his word? Because his life is not life, or his words are not life to everybody. They're life to those that find them. Man, that's a specific group of people, isn't it? That's a very specific and relatively small group of people. When you're talking about the 7 billion or so that are on the planet, it is a relatively small group of people that have sought out the word of God, valued it enough to hear it, believe it, receive it, put it into practice, and those are the ones who are receiving life from it. He said they're health, but not to everybody's flesh. You believe his words are health? Man, I do. I believe that the healing power of God is alive in this word. 
These are not just printed words on a page. This thing's alive. It's alive with life. It's alive with healing. It's alive with power. Then why isn't it being life to more people's flesh? Because you got to seek it. You got to find it. You got to have enough attention span to hang with it. You see what I'm saying? I want you to notice something, though. In the verses before verse 23, so 21, 20, or excuse me, 20, 21, and 22, then in the verses after, 24, 25, 26, and 27. Let me pull out a few words here. Again, all this is about guarding the heart, right? My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear. Everybody say ear. Incline your ear to my saying. Don't let them depart from your, come on, from what? Your eyes. Incline your ear. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Then he said, keep them in the midst of your heart. How did it get to the midst of your heart? Midst means the middle. How did it get there? Through your eyes, through your ears. If it can make it through those gates called eyes and ears, it'll get down to your heart. But look at the verse after. Keep your heart, verse 23. Guard it with all diligence. Out of it springs the issues of life. Notice verse 24. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. So we've talked eyes. We've talked ears. We're talking heart. Now we're talking about the mouth. All these parts <laughs> put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Verse 25, let's talk about the eyes again. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Verse 26, ponder the path of your feet. So we've got ears, we've got eyes, the heart, the mouth, the feet. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. I saw something in this verse in the last just 24 hours or so. I don't know that I'd really seen before. When you put all these things in the context, I know it's all about the heart, but notice that every other part <laughs> is connected to the heart. The eyes, that's a part, right? The ears, it's a part. It's a part of you, part of this body. The mouth, the feet. You couple this with what the psalmist said. He said, who will ascend to the hill of the Lord? But he who has clean hands and a pure heart. So there again, you see the connection between the parts and the heart. All the parts are connected to the heart. Every part of you, literally from your head to your feet, are connected to the core, the heart of who you are. Now, some of these parts, the eyes and the ears, have to do with what's allowed into your heart. Some of the parts have to do with what's coming out of the heart. The mouth, and this is what we'll talk about maybe next week as the Lord leads us, but Jesus said, it's not what you, it's not what a man eats that defiles him. It's what comes out of the mouth that defiles him. He said, out of the heart, the mouth 
speaks. He said that a good man out of the good treasure of a good heart will bring forth good things. So the mouth is connected to the heart, but it's the part that's coming out of it. So you've got the eyes and the ears that control what gets in it. Then you've got the mouth. And then he said, ponder the path of your feet. Your heart determines the course of your life pondering the path of your feet. This is more than just mentally weighing out decisions in front of you. This is more than just looking at the financial ramifications of do I go to this school or that one? Do I live in this town or that one? Do I take this job or that one? This is not just mentally weighing these things out, pondering them in your mind. There is a much deeper pondering that has to be taken place and it's the pondering of the heart. Did you know there's power in pondering? Who would have thought? But that's what the Bible said about Mary. Man, when Jesus was born, and not long after that, the the wise men came and they're bringing him gifts. And, you know, this is all still so new to her. You know what the Bible said? She pondered all these things in her heart. There's power in pondering. Maybe I should say it like this. There's power in pondering if you'll ponder before speaking. See, a lot of people let it out before they ever let it settle. Are you hearing me? And if you'll just ponder some things, ponder the path of your feet. What's that mean? It means think about the step you're going to take before you take that step. Ponder the path. Lord, If I move down this path, where does that take me? And see, that's much deeper than natural understanding. The psalmist said there, and in the book of Proverbs, there is a way that seems right to a man. Huh? Well, that looks good. Money's good down that path. And that's the path daddy went down. And that's the path daddy's daddy went down. And so I guess that's the path I'm going down. Right? There's a way that seems right. I got to work to get good grades because if I get good grades, I can get into a good school. And if I can get into a good school, I can get a good job. And if I can get a good job, I can get a good wife. This seems like the right path to me. Be careful. That may be, you know, understanding something naturally. But there's a much deeper pondering. There's a much deeper understanding. And it's understanding something spiritually. Ponder that path. All the parts, the eyes parts, the ear parts, the mouth, the feet, the hands, all these parts of who you are are connected to the heart. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.